For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Rangers, a New York Rangers podcast presented by Blue York on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus. We've got a great show for you today with the host of Icebreakers for Stadium, Alexis Downey. We've got that interview. We don't have much more. I feel like there's not that much to talk about, but let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at betonline.com. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day. Super promo equals make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. There's not that much NHL news this week to report, aside from Lou Lamorello announcing the signing of some certain Islander players. I think it was Bovillier, Sizikis, and Palmieri. I might be missing one, but either way, it's not you know huge news. But it is September, and NHL preseason games will be happening this month. NHL training camps are happening, so that's exciting. Hockey is right around the corner. I'm super excited. Obviously, there's a lot of anticipation and excitement around this New York Rangers team this year with Gerard Gallant behind the bench and a lot of the young players hopefully coming back a little stronger, a little faster, and more comfortable with the NHL play. So it's definitely going to be an exciting year. I don't want to talk too much about it because obviously we don't know much going on. Um, That's really all I have for the intro. Um, So I'm going to send it over to Alexis Downing. I'm very excited to be joined by the host of Icebreakers at the very popular media company called Stadium. Welcome to the show, Alexis Downey. Thanks for joining us, Alexis. How you doing? Good. How are you doing today, Johnny? Thanks for uh, having me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm in New York. I know you're in Chicago, two very similar cities, but I'm curious how your offseason has been because, uh, you know, in the hockey media world, there's not much of an offseason, but it's been kind of quiet lately, I feel like. Yeah, you know, besides all like the signings and everything going on, um, it's a shortened off season. So I would say it's been nice to relax. I've been able to go home back to Ohio a little bit, Mm -hmm. spend some time with my family. Um, But I feel like I'm kind of excited for the next season already, kind of looking for the next, you know, what what the next big thing's going to be. But 
also trying to enjoy it while I can in this, the end of the summer really here in Chicago. I didn't realize you were from Ohio. I'm, I so, am. So now I'm curious, did you grow up rooting for the Jackets or did you kind of root no, for a different team? No, so I'm, I'm a little bit all over, but uh -huh. I was actually born in Pittsburgh. So I okay. am a diehard um, Pittsburgh fan all around. And then I moved to Ohio only an hour from Pittsburgh, though. So I grew up actually going to a lot of Pirates base baseball games. We actually had season tickets. So wow. um, but then also going to Penguins games. That's kind of how I got into hockey. And then. Mm -hmm. We have a USHL team in Youngstown. That's where I'm from. Um, and that's kind of how, like we didn't have a high school hockey team. So that was kind of like my version of going to hockey games in high school. And from there, I went to Michigan State and continued to cover hockey and just love it. Pretty cool. That I didn't realize you were from Youngstown either. Pretty cool that you covered, or not covered, but you rooted for a USHL team. And now you kind of cover the Chicago Steel I saw with Stadium, which is cool. So you're familiar with the league, which is awesome. So that's actually super interesting that you grew up in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh is to me like a very underrated city, very underrated sports town. Um, I went to college like an hour and a half, two hours away. So I got to see Pittsburgh a mm -hmm. little bit here and there. And that PNC park is like the best place to watch a baseball game, even though the team kind of sucks, but just like <laughs> the, the view in the background, you can't beat it. Yeah, I'm definitely biased. I think PNC is for sure the best park um, out of all the baseball stadiums. I haven't been to all of them. I've been to, maybe like 12 or so. So that's almost mm -hmm. half. Um, but I, I think we're, we're pretty lucky as uh, pirates fans and Pittsburgh fans in general, just to have such beautiful facilities. Yeah, no, for sure. And then you got to continue it at Michigan state. And I think I saw you were working for the hockey team over there. Um, I had a couple of friends on the team, actually, I'm sure, you know, them, Tommy, a Pap and, and Adam Goodster, uh, two good guys, but how yeah. did you get into hockey at Michigan state? I'm, I'm curious to hear that story as well. So I actually, when I was looking at colleges, I, I have always known that I wanted to cover hockey. Um, so I kind of looked at schools that had a hockey program and Michigan State was on the radar. I knew they had a good journalism school as well. And when I got to Michigan State, just kind of jumped into it and was like, I got to figure out what I can do now to help me in the future. And kind of crazy. I was at a party the one night and I met this guy and his, his, he was telling me, he's like, my mom actually is one of the, um, like assistants in the hockey office. And I was like, Oh, no way. Like I, I would love to work in the office, like for the coaches. Mm -hmm. So just kind of worked out at the end of my freshman year, I got in the office and we actually ended up having a coaching change. So I was there for all of that. And, um, absolutely loved working the office because it gave me the insight into what was happening on the team. And then they were really comfortable with me. So I had the ability then when I would broadcast the games for our big 10 network student, U program, I kind of had, you know, the backstories and a lot of information on the team from what's going on behind the scenes as well. So then how did you transition into stadium? How did you, you know, come to, to meet up with them and, and get that job? Yeah. So as you know, it, it takes some time to find a job after you graduate. Um, I spent like six months looking and I never really wanted to do the small market news. It just wasn't for me. And I, I loved hockey, but I was open to covering any sports. So um, I knew about stadium. I knew they were in Chicago. I applied online and kind of got lucky. I got my name in there and I ironically was traveling through Chicago the weekend after my interview. And I was like, Hey, I'll come into the office. would love to meet you guys. And it really just worked out. I'm a social media manager, but when I did do the interview, I did pitch the idea of starting an NHL show because I knew stadium didn't really have that NHL coverage and the following. And I thought it would be a great area to grow for the network. So I actually want to piggyback off of that. Are you guys continuing to grow the hockey 
kind of community with stadium because as far as I've seen, like you're kind of the only person covering hockey with stadium. I mean, I do try to follow all of it and most of it. I see you going to the Stanley Cup final, which is great, but uh, stadium as a company, for those who aren't familiar, how are you guys kind of growing, um, you know, the hockey, the hockey realm with stadium? Yeah. So I think that I am the main person. I might be the mm-hmm. only person that we have for hockey right now um, and into the future for a little bit. But we are owned by Sinclair, who also owns all of the RSNs, all the Valley Sports, all RSNs. So we do a lot of work with all the Valley entities. And now that we have the ability to, you know, if I wanted to talk to a Valley Sports Detroit Red Wings reporter, things like that, um, that's kind of how I see it growing. I think it's going to kind of be up to me how how that grows. I haven't necessarily talked to them about uh having a bigger role within it. I I'd like to, of course, but, um, for now, I think that's kind of the direction they're going. And I know that like some of our shows on our air, um, we do talk about, you know, what's going on in the NHL. Um, but most of it, since we are in Chicago is actually Blackhawks based for now, it's not necessarily the national level. So I think from the digital digital side, I cover all that, but I'm hoping that we can continue to grow, uh, you know, the national perspective of it as well. I'm happy you clarified that it's called Bally sports because I haven't heard anyone say it actually out loud. And I always just assumed it was Bali. <laughs> so I'm happy that's kind of uh, you know, I can, I can know that now when I, when I talk about it and not sound like an idiot. Um, yep. So I'm happy you did clarify that. Thank you for doing that. And uh, I'm a big basketball fan as well. And, and I know uh, Sham, uh, Shams, I can't pronounce his last name. I'm not even going to try it. I'm going to correct you here. Shams. 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 <laughs> see, see my pronunciation? Every, or... Everyone thinks it's Shams. It's okay. Yeah. Well, Shams <laughs> even sounds better. I think that's cooler. But are you going to kind of try to take like hit a similar role to him with the NHL and, and be an insider and compete with the people at ESPN or, or no? You know, I would, I would love to have that kind of platform. Shams is uh-huh. one probably the hardest working person I've ever met in this industry. He grew his, his whole platform from high school to where he is now. And all of the people that he knows he's created those contacts in the NBA. It's pretty incredible to see him. um, Like I I got to watch him during our trade deadline show and he is just insanely busy, always on the phone. Like I, I popped in one second to talk to him. He's like, give me a minute. And then I heard like one of the biggest trades that he announced. And I was like, wow, I just got the inside. And then he tweeted it. So it's pretty cool seeing how that works for him. Um, But yeah, I mean, if I would be able to get to that kind of platform with stadium, that would be amazing. Um, Mm. ESPN would also be great. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not close to that opportunity either, especially with the new TV rights that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think it's been awesome what Shams has been doing. Uh, him, him and Woj kind of going at it is a lot of fun too. Uh, <laughs> just for you know the Twitter, the Twitter lovers like me out there. Um, but I, d- I do want to go back to your show, Icebreakers, and I'm curious, just from your perspective. You know, you talked about growing up as a as a Penguins fan, and obviously you had the Columbus Blue Jacket ties and everything like that. But I want to know who like the top three players in the NHL currently are that you would want to interview on your show. Well, the number one for me, and I think I'm a little biased because I've always loved him, would be Marc-Andre Fleury. Mm -hmm. I am such a big fan of him, and I know that people just rave about the person he is off the ice. So I think that he would be a lot of fun and maybe someone I could potentially interview this year now that he is in Chicago. Uh, That's kind of been a joke with my family, like would love to do that this year, maybe make it a bucket list type thing. So I think he's number one um, in terms of the others, probably people that aren't, you know, penguin related. Um, mm-hmm. 
that's kind of a tough question. Definitely a tough love, question. Yeah, <laughs> not I, very I, would easy. I would I would love to talk to I think Kale McCarr would be fun too, just because he seems like a you know a great face for the abs um mm-hmm. and has a good personality as well. Former teammate of um, mine. Just gonna throw that in there. Former teammate of mine, just gonna throw that oh, in there. Oh, okay. I'll yeah, give you well, his number after. <laughs> maybe we make this happen. Yeah. Um maybe Pat Maroon, just because I want to hear more a little bit about his, you know, the past couple, I mean, he's won three Stanley cups in a row now mm-hmm. and that hasn't happened. I think it was in the fifties or sixties, the last time that happened for a player. So that would, I guess, kind of be cool to do like a sit down and talk about that and talk about his hockey journey to where he is now and how he's really developed kind of random all over the place with those three, but those are the three that come to mind. No, but that's good. Those are like literally three completely different people. Like, like yes. I, I can't even, I mean, I only know one of them personally, but I can't imagine picking a, you know, three more just variety of personalities. Like that was actually like an amazing answer for you know, kind, of a, <laughs> kind of a hot seat question, but I'm going to ask you another one. This one's definitely tougher. I don't know if you thought about it, but if you could change one thing or rule in the current NHL game, what would you change? Ooh, you know, that is a tough one. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have I mean, mine, but I complain about it all the time. <laughs> it isn't, it isn't offsides or any, any of that. Well, no, that's like, that's like a re- I, I would change like the offside review, like how a coach can okay. challenge the offsides. Like that's just my, like, it, it could be like a little detail like that, you know, but, or, or you can just take away icing if you want up to you. That You know, that one has always kind of not confused me necessarily, huh. but so I never played hockey. No one in my family ever played hockey. So my perspective is just from, watching as a fan and now covering it mm-hmm. but like what exactly i mean like I, I guess i don't get the point of it um i mean for me i i don't have like the rule book <laughs> in front of me but what i would say is just like you know let's say uh an underdog team is is or who's like a who's a really shitty team this year in the nhl uh let's say ottawa they were the worst team i think right so let's say ottawa is playing against Tam Bay Lightning, Stanley Cup champion. Ottawa's down one nothing, and they just want to like collapse the entire game and just literally clear the ice as soon as they get it. Clear it. Don't let Tampa like maintain offensive zone possession. I think having the icing rule allows them to like actually have to work to kind of beat them and not just throw the puck out. Yeah, they please, yeah. you know, that makes I mean, sense. People, yeah, people like actually wanted to change the rule. I think um, I'm pretty sure they wanted to get rid of the penalty killing team can't just ice the puck. And I thought that was a dumb rule because like the whole point of having a power play is to have a, like a power play, a man advantage, so, right. you know, like <laughs> it, they should have to earn clearing the puck or like, you know, um, if it's five and five, getting to the red line and then dumping it in, like it shouldn't be that easy. Um, but no, that's definitely an interesting, interesting point. And I feel like everyone who goes to their first hockey game, that's the hardest thing to understand is the icing rule. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, when you, when I was in college, like taking some of my girlfriends to games, they're like, what is going on? Why are they not allowed to fight? Uh-huh. Like what, where is that? And I was like, no, no, no. It's, it's a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. And it's crazy how like you go from junior hockey where you can fight and you were, you mm-hmm. know, a visor to college hockey where you can't fight and you wear a full mask. And then you go back to the, the pros and you can go back to junior. So I know there's a lot of discussion about maybe making the college hockey game uh half shields and fighting because i think it'd be great but then again there's obviously a lot of insurance issues when it comes to that so that's probably why they're not doing it um but i also want to rewind so i asked you your three favorite players that you want to interview for the nhl but i'm also curious too with the women's world ending last night three female players that you would love to sit down and talk to well you know i've actually tried to get kendall coin schofield on my show she's she's up there for me um i would Mm -hmm. love to chat with her but i know she's a very busy woman and very uh 
people always want to talk to her. So either way, she's on my list for sure. Um, I definitely, after seeing, you know, the overtime winner, um, (laughs) I would love to chat with her. That was pretty incredible. Um, you know, she's the captain too. So Mm. I think she'd have a great perspective. Um, and a third member, you know, I guess, Maybe she, I mean, she doesn't necessarily play right now, but Cami Granado has been someone that I would love to have on my show as well. Um, her perspective as, you know, a female hockey player going on and now she works for the Kraken, um, and the scouting department would love to talk to her. And she's actually, I saw she's working on continuing to grow the women's game because she's hosting these camps that are all around the country. She was actually just in Toronto, Mm -hmm. I believe it was last weekend. So I think she's a, pretty cool figure as well. Um, so those would probably be my three, I would say. Yeah. And that, I know you tweeted the video that overtime last, that, that goal last <laughs> night was like literally the prettiest overtime goal I've ever oh, seen yeah. in my life. That was the perfect hockey shot. I think for her too, it was really cool because she didn't play in the preliminary game when they played against the U S so she I didn't know. have that chance then. So this was the, her first time playing against them that this season, uh, or not this season, this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing her get that goal was, I mean, like, I'm on USA, but when it that way is, I mean, you can't argue with that being like the perfect ending. So no, I completely agree. And and it always seems to to go to like a dramatic ending with, you know, the U S women and and the Canadian women. I I don't remember a game that I've watched between those two teams that hasn't had like insane drama to it. So uh, that was definitely a a cool ending. And I definitely also want to ask you what you're looking forward to most this coming season with stadium or just as a fan kind of in general, um, are you gonna be traveling maybe some, some cool content you have planned or are we gonna see you on the ice at all skating? (laughs) So I can skate. I will say I I have the ability to skate. Um, I haven't skated for a while, but that would be awesome. If so. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for this season. I really hope that it kind of goes a little bit back to normal because when I was down covering the Stanley cup final, it was my first one covering first one to cover and it was amazing, but you know, I did miss out on that getting to be on the ice after and getting to be in the locker room and like all those cool things. Um, so it it would be great if that returns back to normal this season and we can, you know, interview players and not do it on zoom and everything. Uh, I am excited. I will say about the Kraken. I'm, I am really excited to see how they do out in the Pacific. It's not a super tough division. So I think that, they're they have a chance for sure with the team Mm. that they're building um and i i've always just been a fan of watching them develop their organization like their social media and just how they've acquired people and the diversity that they have in their organization is really great for hockey and i'm excited that they're bringing that and using it as like a forefront um Mm. for their organization so i would say that those are a couple things i'm looking forward to seeing this year also the best fan base name probably of all time in sports, the crackheads. Like it's just so perfect. Awesome. It, it is really great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see how, how they kind of pan out and how they're, I mean, I've just from everything I've seen and heard like about the Seattle community, like their fans are going to be insane. Absolutely. I, I hope to maybe get out to a game out there at some point. Mm-hmm. There's a few places that I really want to go. Um, so let's hear them. I, well, Vegas is at the top of the list. I would love to see the fortress. Um, I Kraken now being on that list as well. Um, I haven't been to a game in Nashville either. Nashville looks like a fun spot, you know, being right on Broadway. The fans seem crazy there as well. 
Um, those are a couple that come to mind. I guess a lot of them are West. I was going to say the abs, that would be cool to go and see yeah. them as well. Um, but I guess I have been, most of my games that I've been to have been a little more East coast, Midwest. So um, th- that's what comes to mind. Yeah. Well, lucky for you, you're like kind of a little bit in the middle so you can have the balance of going to the West coast and the East coast, you know, it's not, not too bad of travel for you. Um, yeah. And I'm going to put you on the hot seat one more time. Uh, and listen, this doesn't have to be a great, a great prediction, but your hottest take going into this season. Mine Ooh. last year was that Jack Eichel was going to be MVP and we all know how that went. So, you know, whatever you say, it's totally fine. Yeah. Like from that. You know, <laughs> and he's, he's still in the, the headlines right now. We don't yeah. know where he's going to go, but, no um, Oh man. Um, you know, I've never been one that's I'm trying, I've been trying to get more comfortable with my predictions. I mm. think I kind of started that a little bit more in the playoffs. Um, and I was wrong, but you know, I, I did my best. I, I really thought Vegas was going to make it to the Stanley cup final. Had them winning. Um, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had them, I had them going there. Um, how does it take, I mean, I'm excited to see the development of the Florida Panthers. I okay. think that they had an exciting year last year. Um, if they can continue to build on that, I really like Spencer Knight. I'm excited about him. I know he's young and he's, he's got some time to continue to grow, but I think that, you know, if he does get to the point where he can be an elite goaltender, that's so important for teams. And, you know, I think that they have some great lines up front as well. So I feel like the Panthers might be someone to watch. Um, and I, I mean, I, it was kind of exciting to see two teams in Florida do well. Cause you wouldn't usually think about that just besides Tampa Bay, obviously they're yeah. just a powerhouse, but um, seeing the Panthers kind of was a nice surprise for me last year. And I hope that, uh, that, that would be pretty cool to see them do well again this year. I completely agree. That first round series was the most exciting series that, like, that I watched. I mean, maybe the Colorado Vegas series was a little bit better, but as far as we like, knew that was going to be good, yeah, we knew it was going to be a great series. So I'm very excited for the battle of Florida, like just for years to come. And and now, I mean, how cool would it be to see Joe Thornton win a Stanley cup down there? Like that'd be so much fun Him partying I, on the boats and beaches probably <laughs> after it's the boat parades. They're, yeah. they're so cool. I, I, I didn't stay for Tampa's, but mm-hmm. I did actually, when I was down there, walk the, the river walk and get to see kind of where the, the parades were. And, um, it, it's, it's so neat. I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, if Chicago, the Blackhawks were able to do that, they could because there's a river here. Mm-hmm. They have the lake. That would be something different. But uh, obviously, that's kind of a little far fetched at the moment, maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know because they've definitely like uh, kind of got rid of the whole rebuild situation, brought in Seth yeah. Jones and, and Flurry. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Chicago at least maybe you know win a first round playoff series, possibly get to a conference final. Who knows? Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny too because I actually I had the news about Seth Jones. I knew. Um, but I, I've never broke a story or anything. The Shams I, moment. I, it would have been my Shams moment. Uh, uh-huh. I, I knew I had a really reliable source that told me, but I was kind of waiting on the details from it. Um, and then I saw Emily Kaplan broke it and I was like, oh, I knew I should have done it. Like I should have mm-hmm. just ran with it, but I wanted to kind of have that credible behind credibleness behind it with mm-hmm. kind of the details and I didn't get the details in time. So should have done it, but you know, I learned from that mistake. So 
That's okay. At least, you know, at least you kind of had the source. I would just tweet it anyway. Like I would just make it up and tweet it and just see if it happens. That's how I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the source was great. So yeah. I, uh, maybe we'll, we'll see if that can happen again this season. Yeah. I'll be waiting for the moment where you break a story and, and we'll have this clip recorded and we could talk about how cool it was to have that fulfilling moment, you know, that, that would be awesome. But before I do let you go, I want to thank you for, for coming, first of all. And I want to give you, you know, the floor is yours to, to plug anything you want. Where can people find you? Um, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So you can find me on all of my social media handles are Alexis Downey underscore. Um, my show Icebreakers comes out on stadium on Mondays at the moment. Um, I'm hoping to get back in the studio for this season, try to get uh, maybe some more guests in the studio and We'll, we'll kind of see how it plays out, but I'm hoping that that happens for this NHL season. And I, I'm just excited to have hockey back. And I mean, really this month, it's September 1st. So we're getting it back soon. Um, and well, at least camps and whatnot and preseason, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, that's, that's really where, where I'm at, but uh, I appreciate you having me on today, Johnny. Actually, one more thing before I finally let you go. I'm curious about where Jack Eichel is going to end up. If you have any insider information, I don't know if you can share that with me, but um, I know us Ranger fans, everyone in New York is very curious about when this is finally going to end and where he's going to end up. You know, this has been an ongoing process. And I mean, we've seen the news. Eichel's not happy. He had that falling out with his two agents. I know he recently just signed with Pat Brisson, um, who is his new agent. Brisson, uh represents some big names in hockey. Um, and I actually knew his son from, uh, the Chicago steel, which is pretty cool. Um, but he, I, I think that, you know, originally they were saying it could be multiple teams that could be in on this trade, but it's kind of at a point where it's September now. Like, I, I think it's going to be a little more difficult. A lot of teams kind of have their teams solidified at this point. So granted everyone would want Jack Eichel, you know, the wild was thrown in that. Rangers were thrown in that. So I think in order to get him like for the Rangers, you know, they might have to give up Strom, like give up some really good young guys. I, I can't say that I know where he would end up, but obviously it's a hefty price of wherever he does end up. Where do you want to see him end up? That's a better question. Um, a team that he can win with. I, I feel for him. He's, he's had a hard time in Buffalo. Um, Minnesota is kind of interesting to me uh, mm -hmm. that, you know, they, they had a really good end to their season last year. And then we mentioned they did well in the playoffs um, against Vegas, but it didn't quite end how they wanted it to. But um, I, I think him in Minnesota could be a, an interesting dynamic. I completely agree. I would love to see him and, and Kaprizov kind of play together. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Kirill Kaprizov, like he might be my pick for MVP this year, honestly. And that's probably bad news for him because I'm never right. But uh, it'd be really cool to, to see him win MVP in like his second NHL season, even though he's like 27. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting right now, too, because there's been all the KHL talk. Is he going to go back? Yeah. And I saw um, Michael Russo actually put out that he was heading back to Siberia. Um, people were saying, is he packing or is he going to stay? So it's kind of one of those things with what's going on. Yeah, no, I, I definitely hope he stays here. Cause he's super exciting okay. player to watch, but, um, th thank you again. I know I kind of like said, thank you, but, uh, I really appreciate you stopping by and, uh, you know, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much. I want to thank Alexis Downey once again for coming on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. 
And as always, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Blue York. For those of you that still don't know, Blue York is, they've got hoodies, t-shirts, basketball jerseys, anything, you name it. They've got awesome clothing that goes hand in hand with the Rangers. So go check it out. Blue, I am blueyork.com, I-A-M-B-L-U-E-Y-O-R-K.com. And use code Johnny in all caps to get 10% off of your order. That's J-O-N-N-Y. Go check them out. I am Blue York. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter. A great fan page and great apparel for the blue shirts. Definitely go check them out and use the promo code. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. I don't have much else to say. Hopefully there's more news to report next week. But hope you all enjoy your weekend. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.